Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. As CEOs and leaders, it's your job to always have the answers, but sometimes you need a little help. Leverage, if you will. We get it. This is the place for you. So wherever you're listening, 5.30 a.m. club at the gym, on your way to your next meeting, or putting out today's fire, let's get into it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we are talking about the hard stuff. We are talking about ending relationships you've outgrown. So basically, we're talking about breaking up today. And we will be talking about personal breakups, professional breakups, corporate breakups, perhaps. We're going to dive into all of it because a big question that we get is how do you do this? Like, tactfully? How do you do this well? And although we know that makeups, not makeups, breakups can sometimes be messy, we want to share a few of our own personal stories as well as just provide general guidance on how to do this and what happens on the other side of this. Yeah. So we're, we're about to get real, real. Y'all, I hope you're in a quiet place. You're going to be taking some notes. We're going to be getting super vulnerable with the Clever crew today. And so the reason and intention behind this episode is in follow-up to you know a few earlier episodes that we recorded talking about understanding how to be in the right room and to surround yourself with the right people. But what we found in our experience is that the right people can find you If A, you allow yourself to be found, but B, you actually have room in your life for them. You need to have space for these people. If it's crowded, if it's tight, if they can't breathe around you, they're not going to want to be around you, no matter how incredible you are and how amazing a partnership together or a relationship together could be. So that is what we're talking about today. And I mean, I think we're just going to get into it. This is the Clever Crew at this point. They know what they're getting, right, Candice? Yeah, absolutely. They're ready for it. Okay. So I'm going to share a personal relationship breakup that some people listening in might already know about, but I don't think I've ever like fully detailed it out here on the podcast. So one of the most cataclysmic like breakups I have gone through, thank you thesaurus.com for that word, was in 2018. And actually I'm realizing Candice, this was a personal and a professional breakup. So yeah, mm -hmm, double whammy. We're just covering all of yeah, yeah, we're covering all of it. My mom wanted me to be an overachiever. (laughs) So like, you're welcome, mom. (laughs) But the long and the short of it was after dropping out of nursing school and moving cross country to launch my first startup, the startup was doing really well. And I fell in love with everything it took to bring a brand to life and bring it to market and build a business around it. Like that was super awesome and inspiring. And I learned and grew a lot. But I was in business with my my boyfriend at the time. So we were in a personal relationship. We also had a professional relationship, which for the right couple, yes, I have seen couples totally be able to work together. I don't know if anybody listening in is a couple. I yeah. I mean, no. yeah. Now I had to find a chef who has no idea what it is that I do all day. And he just goes and does his <laughs> thing and I do my thing and then we come together. But living with your significant other, working with your significant other can work if you are, you know, right for each other and complimentary with one another. But that was not the case with this relationship. It started out fantastic. It was almost kind of too good to be true. Like we met at a dog park. We each had a boxer dog at the time. He was into fitness. I was also into fitness. But it just really over the course of three years devolved into being really, really toxic. But I think the thing that makes it hard to 
end relationships like this is that it doesn't happen all at once, right? It happens Mm -hmm. slowly over time to the point where you kind of forget what it was like in the beginning. And then you think that this is always just normal and always just how things are. It's like it slowly creeps up on you. And I think until you get to a point where you're either surrounded by other people who are in different situations, or you just get to a breaking point, which I did because it became fairly abusive toward the end, I was like, it needed to get to that point for me to wake up and be like, oh, like, Mm. this is not where I should be. This is not where I'm meant to be. This is not healthy. And if I stay, I was like, it's not going to end well. And so that was a rather dramatic, (laughs) polarizing situation that spurred me breaking up but and I'm sure there's like some extra added layer of stress in leaving that relationship when also your financial security is tied into the well-being of that relationship and so that had to be really scary it was because at the time like you know for anybody who's self-employed or you run all of your expenses through your business like truly sometimes the process of getting approved for a home or the process of even getting approved for a rental lease when you're an entrepreneur they're like yeah yeah but you don't make money you're like no i do make money but in the eyes of the government it doesn't look <laughs> like i did so yeah i was really hitting the reset button on my we have a bunch of lenders here who are about to slide into your dms oh. telling you how I'm (laughs) sure. I'm sure. Arjun, I'm sure you're listening. And I know you got my back. But yeah, yeah, it's it made it that much scarier. But I just truly I'll spare the gory details, but it got to the point where there was no other choice for me. And all of the, the success of that business in the world was not worth my sanity and my mental well-being. And I'm somebody who I know this about myself. I'm somebody who thrives in partnership, you know, which is why I love being able to work with you on this podcast and be friends with you and just like partnering with clients, partnering with, you know, whenever we do workshops, like partnering with the organizers of the workshop, like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, let's do this. Like, let me hype it up. And so when that, when partnerships become toxic, it used to be really hard for me to cut it off and to end it because I felt bad or I felt guilty, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know if you know this, this, like, you're like, oh, well, I've already been with him for three years. Like, you know, I've already been with this company for three years or, you know, this person or whoever, like, you know, I have already invested this much time. Like it's too far to turn back or start over. Like those were yeah. tapes in my yeah. head. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many of those things resonate Yeah, because I think that when you aren't clear on where you're going, it can be really easy to find yourself in the wrong partnership. Yeah. And having that clarity of like understanding your path and what your goals are makes it easier to say this thing is not serving me and it's not an alignment. Mm-hmm. And over time with a specific partnership, if you don't have that clarity, it can be hard to understand why you need to break it off Mm -hmm. because you just think this is how it is and this is just what life is like. This is just what business is like. And the reality of it is that you get to decide what your business feels like, what it, everything. You get to decide how you want to show up. Mm -hmm. And so knowing where you're going allows you to align the right people and partnerships. Mm Yeah. And thinking back, like we all go through different phases and seasons in our life. Like when this person came into my world, I 
didn't have any sense of a, a future direction. I had just gotten some really rough news about my dog. She was sick and I had also decided to drop out of nursing school. It was like I was 25. So it was the quarter life crisis, like classic elder millennial move <laughs> of just, I'm going to burn this all to the ground. And then like this, you know, handsome, charismatic, blonde hair, blue eyed gentleman Ooh. comes in and he's like, hey, we have this opportunity. You're amazing. You're smart. Let's do it. Let's go to Miami. And I'm like, why not? But even though that decision got me to all the decisions that led me to our paths crossing, me meeting Will, so I'm so grateful for it now, but it just shows that if you don't know where you're going, it's so easy to be whipped around or easily influenced and to be out of alignment with like how you are and who you are as a person. You know, it's just, yes, it's, and it's a subtle totally. thing too, but it compounds over time. Yeah. When I was in a relationship that wasn't right for me, I always felt like I was kind of pulling teeth. Like I mm. always felt like I was annoying. Like I was the one who had these big dreams and he'd always be like, oh, like roll his eyes. There she yeah. goes again. Like, oh, like, oh, now she wants this. Now she wants that. Like, yeah, I'm always going to want shit. I'm always, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm always going to want the next <laughs> level things. And that's not, and to me, that's just not bad. That's just like how I, that's how I was born. Like yeah. I've always wanted to do oh, the yeah. next cool thing. I always wanted I, I love learning. I love growing. Like I love personal development. Like mm -hmm. all of that is just who I am. And I'm never just going to be okay with the status quo. Mm -hmm. I'm never just going to be like, this is good enough. Never. Yeah. And the person that I was with just didn't have that same energy or vibe. Mm -hmm. Like I always felt like they were just trying to get by. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to be the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that felt really hard. Yeah. And when you have the right partner who's aligned with your same energy and goals and doesn't think you're crazy for wanting what you want, mm -hmm. so much more is possible for you because you're spending your energy on the same path and the same trajectory than fighting one another. Because mm -hmm. like I was always trying to like get him to want more and he was always trying to get me to want less, Ooh, you know? Good luck trying to convince you of that. Like, does he right, know exactly. you? Right, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not anymore. No, totally. And, you know, the other side of this too is there's always going to be, and I don't know if you felt this, like any like professional or personal breakup you've gone through, they're as unhealthy or unaligned or quote unquote toxic as it can be. I definitely felt like a huge void in the like weeks and months, like after leaving the business that we had built, yeah. after leaving, you know, our dog that we had, our apartment, our car, like everything, massive, massive fucking void. And I think I had an extreme situation propel me into like ending this relationship. If I had known how acute that was going to feel, I don't know if I would have like, left the way that I did. But I say this because it's mm. like, if people are listening, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I know you won't either. Like it sucks to sit with it on the other side of this, of ending these relationships. But the alternative of staying for decades, time, you don't get back, energy wasted, made, being made to think that you're crazy for wanting more for your life, like compound that over decades versus Ooh, I just know someone's like sitting in their car right now, listening to us at the gym, like, ooh, and they're feeling it yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, I'm ooh, feeling it. Talking, talking to me, about like, it. they're like, I know I need to do this, but it's really, really scary. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And we've been there. But I 
think choosing yourself Mm -hmm. is always the right choice. Yeah. Like you are the only person that you have to live with for your entire life. Yes. And you have to choose what you want and get in community with the people who want those same things because you're not crazy for having a dream of how you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. Like you are worthy of that life. And if you are in partnership with people who are saying otherwise, this is time to choose yourself. Mm -hmm. This is time to invoke a little bit of our Scorpio energy and say, trust, but verify I'm going to do me. And then if you're still here, cool, we can do cool things together, period. Yeah. And that's, that's important too. But I think that if you're in a partnership that you feel like you're having to dim your shine for some reason, Mm. it's not the right partnership. It's not. But show up and be you. And if they want to rise to the occasion, okay. Step up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so I have a a quick little story I want to share. So I, I was in New York last weekend at the time of us recording this episode and Will came with me um, and he, I, I spent the whole day filming and then he just kind of got lost in the city. His moon is in Sagittarius. So he just loves like spontaneously like wanderlusting, right? Like all over the city. Yeah. And when we came together at the end of the day, we went and got dinner. He pulled out, he went and got like a little something for his daughter. And then he got something for me and he pulled out this necklace and it was silver and it was a picture of it was like a wire kind of mini sculpture of a tree. And I was like, oh my gosh, me being the mythology nerd, like, right? Like the Marvel nerd that I am. I was like, it's like the tree of life from like Greek mythology and Norse mythology. <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, but also it's it's growth. Like it's a thing of growth because you're all about growth. And I was like, oh my God, I almost started crying. You see me. You see yeah. me. I was like, I feel so fucking seen. Whereas before I'd just be like verbally whiplashed for daring to ask a question you know, or daring to to be imaginative or daring to cast a vision. And now I'm getting adorned like the fucking queen that I am. Adorned. Yes. <laughs> With a crown. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this, you know, just feel oh free to gosh. stop by Tiffany on the way home from work. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. Subtle. <laughs> Thank you. And I know right now we might be talking about romantic relationships, yes. but these might also be personal relationships that are with friends mm. or, you know, friends in air quotes or people who used to be friends. Yep that are holding you back or who don't get it. I'd also like to point out that not everything needs to have like an abrupt hard ending. Like you don't need to send a five page letter to someone and tell them all the reasons why you're not hanging out with them anymore. (laughs) It might just be subtle and soft and it might just, you know, slowly, gently be less time and less energy spent on that relationship. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always have to be a a blow up, right? Yeah. And it also might be family members. Like there may be family members who Mm -hmm. are kind of in your ear talking about why you don't deserve the things that you want or why you're not ready. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes we let our family members' fears permeate ourselves And that's not healthy either. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about how you can put some distance in the relationships that don't make sense for the trajectory that you're on right now, we highly encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Family's a tough one, you know, and everyone has their own situations, their own dynamics, and even like family friends or high school friends, like thinking that the length of a relationship that you've had 
gives it sway over, well, if you've been in the relationship this long, you can't leave it now. Or I owe it to that person because they've known me, because they birthed me, because they raised me. And it's like, yes, there is respect to pay for that relationship. Like you can honor it, but still not let it dictate and alter the trajectory of your life in a way that it's not actually what you want for your life because it's your life and you're the one that has to answer for it at the end of it all, right? Not to get yeah. morbid. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the words that you might hear Ooh, this from these people are, who does she think she is? Who do you think you are? You've changed. Uh, Those types of words yep. are often coming from people who aren't vibing with the new version of you. Mm-hmm. They're fearful those of those types of words. Mm-hmm, those are like little red flags for me because the people who are growing alongside me aren't saying you've changed. Those are the people who are staying stagnant and the people who are growing alongside me are feeling it as well. So they're not like you've changed. Of course, we're all moving together. Right. And so those are some words that will come up that might be red flags for you. Mm-hmm. Another phrase, I love that you brought this up. You know, I love wordplay. Another phrase that would come up a lot in a friendship that I kind of concluded I, when I moved from Miami to DC, it kind of naturally took care of itself, just the distance that it put between us. But this was a good girlfriend of mine who I had known for about seven or eight years. And we came up together working in hospitality and marketing in the Miami area. And toward the end of our friendship, she would just always say like, you never want to hang out anymore, or you're never any fun anymore. Mm. Or she wanted to go out. You're not, you're not fun anymore. I was like, girl, have you met me? I'm so fun. Like it just not so fun, but also I don't have time for bullshit. Exactly. Like I don't have time. If this is not bringing me joy or making me money. Mm hmm. Then I'm probably not in. Yeah. It's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because her, this is again, understanding what are your values? What is, what do you want for yourself? What do you want it to look like? My idea of fun can sometimes be just like booking a spontaneous trip to New York for the weekend or booking a trip to visit my friend Aletha in Milwaukee or staying in and binging three seasons of Money Heist in two days, which is a real thing that I did in early November. (laughs) I did. Because I was traveling, you know, we traveled to Miami for Sell It and then we traveled to SF for LFG. So I was like, I just need like my fun time of like going anywhere to like be in your cave at home. Exactly. And that was fun for me. I was so rejuvenated. I came up with so many new content ideas and like just the character development like was really, it was just inspiring to me. I was like, that's fun. Like not going out and getting like blitzed on liquor on a Tuesday night. I'm like on a school night. No. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. And pass on that too. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking about how to continuously grow and evolve. And if I'm losing time because I'm like, I don't know, having bottomless mimosas every weekend, mm-hmm. it's just time I don't have to waste at this point, especially not after turning 40. I'm oh halfway my through my life. I got to, I have to I'm do in a cardio. The I still don't that believe you. Bring me the most joy. (laughs) If I'm halfway through my life, I'm definitely thinking about how I'm spending my time and only spending it in places and with people who are helping me grow, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're filling my cup. Yes. Fill that up and not with tequila, maybe with, you know, some like cranberry juice or some (laughs) some soda water. (laughs) Right. I'm not saying you're never going to see me drink. I'm just saying that I'm picking and choosing times that I want to do that 
with mindfulness Mm -hmm. and not, you know, maybe like every weekend, like I might have in my 20s, you know, just maybe. But right. Yeah. So I think, you know, another element of this that I want to bring up, we've recorded episodes about this, but repetition is the mother of all skill and a thing to look out for too, in addition to like those words and those phrases that you might be hearing, those feelings you might be having, like our body knows, we just try to outthink it and just listen, lean in. But also remember that, you know, the opinions of others, the opinions of your organization, of your company, of your family, of your friends, of your significant other, those opinions should not matter more than your own opinion of yourself and what you want. Right. We are not here for OPOs. No. OPOs. We've said that many times. mm -mm, They belong in the incinerator, in fact, truly. And anybody who's a recovering people pleaser or who is still a people pleaser learning to, you know, not practice that, this is another good opportunity to take a look at that side of yourself and look at where you have been maybe people pleasing and overextending yourself and then feeling resentful and bitter thereafter. Those maybe aren't the relationships to keep around, you know? Yeah. We also wanted to talk about corporate relationships in this episode because some of you might be thinking about new opportunities and you might be thinking about leaving a company that you have been working for. You might be thinking about leaving a brokerage that you are currently working for and that might be scary Mm -hmm. and that's normal. But I would say sit down and really think about where you want to be in the next five years and Ask yourself, is this organization, this corporation, the right place for me to reach these goals? And it doesn't have to be a hard cut, but this could be a thank you. I've grown so much here and I hope we continue to be, you know, available to one another as we grow. Mm -hmm. But this is no longer in alignment with where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But you can thank someone. You can be grateful for the experience that you've had Mm -hmm. and also leave gracefully. Yes. I think that is probably one of the biggest lessons that I have taken away from watching my parents and their careers as court execs and just devoting their life to public service. Like I would hear kitchen table conversation of what they actually thought about everybody that they worked with and the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, like heavy hangs the crown, right? Of the CEO, but you would never know it. If you looked at their emails, you would never know it. If you asked around the office, like they always maintained a very graceful and professional and civil persona and interaction because you never know how burning that bridge. I know I talked about like burning my life to the ground in 2018, which was just, you know, that's done. But for those listening, if you're in more of a professional aspect, never discount like what you have learned or what it has taught you. Even a situation that doesn't work out has taught you what you don't want, which will move you closer to what you do want. And that situation does merit gratitude, maybe not for the specific people if they were toxic or bitter or not great leaders. But the overall lesson of your time yeah, spent. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I left my job at Teach for America six or seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a director there at Teach for America Las Vegas. And it wasn't the right thing for me anymore. I was there for five years and I learned a ton. And it took me a few years to realize that so much of who I am today is because of 
the training that I got while I was there. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm still a teacher at heart. Like I'm still a leader and I learned leadership and teaching skills with Teach for America. And I think it's what really makes me unique in this space is my background in really understanding how people learn Mm -hmm. and providing experiences for people to actually take messy action, to mess up, to (laughs) reiterate, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is how people learn. And I think that at first I was just like so over it that I was just like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really thankful. And actually some of my best friends I met through my experience with Teach for America. So I'm always going to be grateful for that. And I still get messages on LinkedIn all the time from people who I encountered back in my TFA days, including some of my students, which is amazing. Actually, oh, my student that. Kendrick, I know my student Kendrick, I taught him in seventh grade uh-huh. in LA and he just sent me a happy birthday message yesterday. <gasps> oh, so that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And he's a teacher as well. And he messaged me when he became a teacher to tell me like about his journey and, you know, and how he appreciated me, which is great. Like, it's awesome. I'm connecting with my kids on LinkedIn. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes full <laughs> circle. No, I I absolutely love that. And Candace isn't kidding when she says that, by the way, when we were planning our workshop, we were like, I love the like storytelling and the motivational side of cancer. Like she's like, no, but we actually have to like make an impact. Like what are we going to do in this format with these people, with the time we have? And that was probably the most like intensive part of us planning our workshop was actually figuring out how to deliver value in a way that would have an impact. And I don't think you would have been as firm in making sure that was right, unless you had that background that you eventually moved on from, but you still continue to benefit from it today. Yeah, absolutely. I benefit from it and my community benefits from my experience there. Mm -hmm. And so corporate relationships, if you are thinking of going through a breakup there, we get it. We've been there. We understand. Think about the value that it brought. Think about the experience that you now have because of it and how you Mm -hmm. can, you know, continue the things that are good and leave behind the things that aren't. And that is just basically with everything that you're going to experience in life, you know, keep the good, let go of the rest. So we know we have dove into a lot in this episode. We had some practical tips. um, We shared lots of stories, but we really, you know, wanted to do this topic justice, not just talking about, yeah, get in the right room, but also here's how to leave the wrong room for you. Mm. Right. And yeah, so good. Thank you. (laughs) I agree, honestly. But, you know, so whether you want to go down in fiery doom with a personal relationship that just isn't right or practice a little bit more grace and etiquette with your professional or more corporate partnerships, whatever it is, if it's not for you, end it permission granted and we hope you have found this episode helpful in navigating how to go through these breakups clever girl style thanks for joining us on not nice clever remember to follow not nice clever wherever you listen to audio and if you haven't already drop that five-star review share your takeaways tell us your story we love to hear it signing off you're not so nice but oh so clever besties that mean business see you soon